Hi, my name is Ashton Marcus, and I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm with... Nick Corleone. <laughs> I am uh, an actor. I, I'm uh, in the touring production of The Lion King. Uh, I was actually born in San Diego, right down uh, south a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have been doing uh, regional theater for most of my career, a lot of classical work, a lot of Shakespeare. And then as of the last, oh, five and a half years, I've been doing uh, Timon and the Lion King. Timon is a, is a streetwise meerkat, uh, and he and his buddy Pumbaa, uh, a warthog, um, sort of adopt, uh, adopt young Simba, the, 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 one of the Lion Kings in the story, um, as he's sort of trying to find his way in life. And uh, we are the duo that sort of teach him Hakuna Matata, which means no worries. And uh, we sort of become his surrogate family. Uh, once he uh, once he is sort of lost in in the show, and then we sort of help him find his way back. I believe the original part in the movie was played by Nathan Lane. Is that correct? It sure is. Yeah, Nathan Lane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of his because obviously he's a great theater actor. Yeah, he's uh, uh, incredible, and his voice is uh, iconic in the role. You kind of go. It's just it's, he has this. Uh, this great quality that we, we try to uh, sort of uh, adopt, which is the idea that he could be eaten at any time. Uh, he has this sort of uh, high-strung kind of, you know, piercing quality of like, you know, danger is right around the corner at any moment. <laughs> it's so funny that as, as you read the, the play, uh, the musical, you, you see kind of, because like, sometimes people will say, oh, you sounded just like him, or sometimes people will say, no, you sounded just like your own version. Um, but there's so much written in it that brings out similar qualities. Like uh, he tends to have sort of a, a, a New Jersey-ish, New York kind of uh, streetwise sense about him, kind of like a, a wannabe wise guy. Um, a lot of times people say that there's a Pesci quality, like a Joe Pesci quality to him. And uh, I think those are all great, great starting places for uh, for who the, the character is and, and, and uh, how he presents himself. Yeah, uh I've heard some people describing uh, Lion King to be a lot like Hamlet. Yeah, definitely. It has a lot of uh, a lot of Shakespearean parallels, and I would go so far as to say that it has some of uh, Henry IV, uh, you know, with um, with sort of Prince Hal sort of shirking his responsibilities and kind of palling around with these guys who who say, "Ah, don't worry about the the royalty aspect." Um, it has a little bit of uh, Richard III in in Scar as this sort of uh, um, you know, looming guy, puppet master who's uh, trying to pull all the strings to stay in power or to become in power. And then definitely the storyline of the, the brother who wants his, his uh, uh, other brother's throne and, and works uh, to get it, and, and the young prince kind of coming back and saving the day, as it were. Just, we just have a happier version. <laughs> <laughs> so would your uh, part be more like Horatio? You know what? I, there's a little bit of Horatio, but more, we're sort of the outsiders. We're a little bit more like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah, we're sort of on the outside of court life um, and don't really understand how it works. It's, we're sort of taken by surprise as, as the idea of royalty is introduced. We're like, wait a minute, what, this guy? Um, so, yeah, we're sort of, uh, yeah, we're sort of like the, the guys kind of hanging out in the, uh, in the pub with, with young Prince Hal and Henry. <laughs> uh, I believe for this part you have to do some puppetry work. Yeah, yeah, I actually have a, a, a Bunraku-style, uh, uh, like, 
three and a half foot uh, orange puppet that stands in front of me that I'm uh, harnessed up to, um, and I uh, can operate both of his arms, and our feet are connected to each other, and then I can go, I can sort of uh, alternate between using his right arm and and putting my hand to operate the mouth. it's, uh, it's a, a beautiful puppet. And if you've ever seen Bunraku in the past, um, you would find that the puppeteer is all in black and it's all against black. Um, but for, for our production, Julie Taymor wanted you to be able to watch, uh, watch the artist sort of making the puppets come to life if you wanted to. It's, she calls it a double event where you can watch, either watch the puppet exclusively or the puppeteer exclusively or sort of blend them ideally as the show goes on that you sort of forget which one you're watching. Um, and I te- I'm all in green behind him as if I were some sort of uh, some grass or some shrubs behind him. Um, and it's pretty stark at first because it's the, the set is so tan. And then as this show goes on, more and more green is introduced and I sort of disappear in theory. Um, but it really makes for a, what your, your mind does as you're watching it is it really blends it. It makes it kind of a rich sort of amalgam. Yeah, you know, you're a very good radio interviewer because a lot of people don't realize that there's no pictures going on with radio, but you've described a lot of the coloring and a lot of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's such a funny question. I get a, a lot that people say, well, why are you green? And, that, and I was like, well, you might, I think it's this. And so I've done a lot of thinking about it. <laughs> why am I green? <laughs> You'll find, too, when uh, the, the, the character, uh, the actor who's uh, operating the Zazu puppet, which is another very intricate, beautiful puppet, um, the puppet has become... Uh, mostly white and then his costume is all in in this blue sort of uh, almost like a butler major domo's suit uh, as if he were the sky sort of up underneath uh zazu keeping him aloft agree did you have some kind of background puppetry before this no i had i mean nothing short of you know if you're, if you're in a toy store and you see that rack of puppets um you know just playing around a little bit um i had no uh experience and um it's great as you, uh, we had about six, I want to say five or six weeks um, before joining the production. And when you first start in rehearsal, they give you the puppet and they give you a set of mirrors and they say, all right, let's see, let's see if you can make this thing come to life. And, uh, and then as you go, uh, the director, resident director, dance supervisor, uh, head of puppets, the, all these folks will, will give you pointers. But for the most part, it's, it's you and the puppet and mirrors trying to find uh, what what looks the best, or what makes him, uh, the puppet come the most alive? Yeah, that's something very interesting. I've always wondered about because you, as an actor or performer, you obviously you, you have to know how to sing, you have to know how to act, you probably need to know how to dance. But suppose it's something that it's like puppetry, and you've never done puppetry before, or say skating. If you were doing Little Mermaid or something from Andrew Lloyd Webber, and they say, "Well, you got to have roller skates on the entire the entire play," and you've never been on roller skates on, what what, what do you do? Well, uh, it, what I love about uh, about performing in general is that you sort of uh, become a, a, like a mini expert on whatever the thing is. You know, say it's it, it's a you know a play about um, about wood carving or you know whatever it is. You you study that in a, this like hyper sort of condensed period where you try and find out as much as you can that serves serves the story where you're not just spinning your wheels or doing extraneous stuff, but you're trying to find all the stuff that'll help you tell the story the best. And uh, actors tend to be pretty facile uh, about getting those, those skills uh, into their body. And throughout the uh, audition process, that they're looking for somebody, not necessarily who's 
expertly mastered it, but somebody whose relationship with learning is such that you can see they're going to get it. Like somebody who's not fighting against the puppet and going, oh, I, you know, I can't make this thing work, but somebody who enjoys the process and who goes, oh, this is great. I know how to do this. I can do something. You know, maybe this might work. You know, they're looking for uh, a relationship with learning um, that actors tend to have in general. You know, like, oh, I'll get to learn to, to ride a horse and make it look like I've been doing it for, you know, for years. I'll try and employ little uh, tricks that, uh, you know, tricks of the trade. But it, a lot of it is is study. You, you learn uh, as quickly as you can, but also as, as in-depth as you can. So you've never gotten to the point where, again, again, let's take the example of skating. You say you're doing Little Mermaid and say, oh, we loved you in Lion King. We'd like to have you in Little Mermaid. We want you to do Sebastian. Only problem is you've got to be on, on skates because everyone's on skates and you can't skate. You've tried it a few times. You want to flatter your face. Well, what, what do you do? Yeah. Well, I get, you know, uh, what's great, too, is uh, if, in theory you might have time during the day to, to study or to hire somebody to, uh, to coach you. Um, but it's pretty, kind of amazing what you can do when you put your mind to it and you go, no, no, this, I'm, I'm passionate about this project. Um, uh, this is what I do for a living. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, uh, I'm gonna make this skill something that I can put in my toolbox. Um, yeah, it's funny. You, we, uh, uh, I did a production of Christmas Carol one time, and and uh, they wanted everybody on stage to appear to be ice skating, and there was no skates and no ice, <laughs> so that was the challenge. There was to go, oh, okay. Well, what does the body do when you're ice skating? So it was a lot of uh, sort of this heightened pantomime of of ice skating, and um, and then trying to relearn. Oh, well, maybe maybe I'm not as good an ice skater, so you're not only trying to imitate the act of ice skating, but then you're trying to imitate, well, what is it like when you're really on, on solid ground and just trying to find reality in the, in the, in the face of all the artifice? Yeah. That's fascinating, because a lot of people just don't think of actors like that. It's you're communicating something. You're acting skating. You're not skating. You're acting skating. It's part of movement. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, wh- and, and the, the sort of uh, what you were describing, too, is then what about if you have to do both? You have to <laughs> both be acting and be doing the thing, which is uh, that, that's just another form of uh, plate spinning that, that you get. Uh, it's, it's a fun challenge. Like, and ultimately, I bet if you couldn't end up doing it, then uh, if they were if the creative team was excited enough about you, they might modify it or they would say, no, it's, it's, it's inherent to the story and we need to have somebody who can really kill it. Okay, now a little bit about you. Question, why did you decide to become an actor? Uh, you know, that's a good question. As long as I've you know, been aware, I've known that, uh, that playing and pretend uh, has always been a, an important part uh, of my life. And um, my imagination and using it was always uh, really exciting and, and rewarding. And uh, early on, I knew that I wanted to be so many things. Like I wanted to be... Uh, Han Solo, and I wanted to be an air, uh, you know, a helicopter pilot, or I wanted to be, you know, a professional quarterback, and uh, all of these things. I really, I wanted them passionately, and I thought, oh, wait, if you're an actor, you get to do all of these things for a little bit. You know, you get to, you get to pretend that, you know, and find sort of truths in these in these stories, um, but that for a little bit of time, you get to uh, you get to inhabit these these personas. And uh, I knew really early on that that was something that I was probably called to do. Um, and then as I studied more and, and got involved in, you know, community theater growing up and then speech and debate in, in high school and then studied uh, in college, it was, it was really clear that that was my strongest skill set and that that was where I could use my, 
the way I thought about the world the best and that, you know, I could commit my life to uh, the arts. Yeah, I ask that question a lot because, you know, I'm very curious on just exactly what an artist is. And a lot of my heroes start at a very young age. They start like when they're five and they just know that they're an artist. Yeah, and I, back then I wouldn't have said that I was an artist. and I just would have said that I know I love to, um, I love to behave as if these situations were real. And that's, that's what uh, an actor does. And, and it just slowly over my life, it came, those things came closer together. And I was like, oh, that is what that is. And that's a, it's a, not only a worthwhile profession, it's a necessary. It's, it makes the world better. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Also ask, I also ask artists basically, you know, the, the debate between whether it's nature or nurture, whether it's a learned trait and all that, because y you've just been describing how you're learning how to skate, how you're learning how to pup do puppetry work. There's so much learning involved in being an, an, an actor. It's, it's, it's amazing. You start at five, you can keep on your 18th. Uh, uh, do you have any comments on that? Yeah, I think you're, you're right. It's, it's sort of, a, uh, in theory, it's a perfect blend. You've got, um, you've got this instinct that tells you, oh, I want to do, you know, I want to tell stories or I want to I um, play for a living. And then you go, okay, well, how do I do that the best? And then that's where all of the learning comes in, the skill sets and the cr learning the craft of it. How do I do this? Because anybody can play, you know, for a few minutes, um, but then in, in theory you're going, oh, well, I want to do this <laughs> eight times a week for five years. <laughs> so you've got to learn a new skill, uh, skill set that says, oh, I can keep it fresh all these times. You know, I'm not, I'm not just uh, doing it by rote. Um, I, I can make this fresh for myself and for the audience every night, which is, uh, it's, that's a necessary skill too. Um, and then, like you said, all the, uh, all the, you know, uh, learning to dance or move well or, or get, you know, if you can't sing like an opera singer, you know, finding your voice and saying, okay, well, what, what pieces are there that, that I can use my voice and still and sing and not have to be, you know, Pavarotti. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's definitely a balancing act between uh, nature and nurture. Okay, well, let's get back to Lion King. So you're on a national tour of Lion King. What's that like? Uh, it is incredible there's nothing nothing like it it's uh it's um it's a sort of a traveling family you know there's anywhere from 50 cast and and orchestra to you know moving up toward close to 100 people around backstage both our crew and the local crew uh and then when you get into like the um the offices uh you've got you know getting close to 200 people all making this show work every night and everybody who's committed to uh, this story and and, uh, and really committed their lives. You know, you'll find families on the road. I travel with my 13-year-old daughter, and we homeschool to, um, you know, every day. And um, there's a lot of uh, sort of peripheral family involved. And, you know, sometimes we'll drive from city to city. Not, my, my daughter and I would drive every city. Uh, and then people, you know, finding houses and living, really living in a community for uh, anywhere from a month to two months. Um, you get to learn uh, a city in a way that you wouldn't if you were just uh, passing through or if it was a shorter run or if you were just there for, uh, um, you know, just there for a short time. So we, uh, we get to tell this great story and introduce it to people who have seen it before, people who haven't seen it before. Um, People were coming back and bringing their kids because now you know now their kids are ready, um, and we get to we get to travel as a family and bring it to families, which is uh, really unique. Um, 
we get to go all over North America. We spent the whole summer up in Canada and got to, you know, experience that in addition to being able to tell the story. It was, it's just great. It's a, it's a blast. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize what it takes to actually bring on a, uh, a Broadway-level musical. I'm told that uh, to break even, they need the uh, office needs to generate like half a million dollars a week, like $500,000 a week just to break even. But they don't realize that people have committed their lives, their families have to be uprooted, they travel. It's actually very inexpensive when you think of the price that they're actually paying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you think about, like we said, the 200-plus people who are all uh, here for this, um, you know, we've got, I think it's anywhere from 15 to 17 semis uh, that, that drive our two. We have two sets so we can sort of leapfrog from city to city uh, and, and be ready right when we go, when we get to the city. Um, driving all over, it's like, yeah, this is a, <laughs> this is a real uh, force. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, I've heard a lot of great reviews about. Obviously, I've heard seen Lion King the movie. Heard a lot of great reviews about the musical. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it is. It's unlike anything else. I mean, the opening number alone just uh, blows people away. It blows me away, and I've seen it, you know, uh, a million times. Uh, that's one of the only regrets I have is that uh, Timon and Pumbaa aren't in Circle of Life. Um, but uh, we do. We get to bring all of these animals and this very, a very simple story, but a very uh, powerful, moving story. Um, and then all of these beautiful, you know, all of our costumes are, are hand-sewn, hand-beaded, hand-dyed, um, hand-crocheted. When you see, the, uh, when you see the, the zebras coming out, they're in these full jumpsuits that are hand-crocheted. You go, what? The, the, the artwork, not just the performers but the, the artwork that's going on backstage our, our puppet crew can can fabricate um puppets from scratch or modify puppets that already exist and you know shape and sculpt and paint paint match um it's you know hand woven uh, grass skirts uh it's just it really is uh an amazing uh sort of collection of uh, of all these artists Okay, I got one last question for you. A lot of my listeners are actually community theater actors, and a lot of them are students. Um, if they want to become professional musicians or professional actors, they want to they want a career in music theater. Uh, what's the best advice you can give them? Well, uh, the, the first the, the first piece of advice I would give is to do exactly what they're doing, which is uh, actually doing it. Like that experience is invaluable. Um, you know, whether it's you know, no matter what stage it is, uh, just getting in front of people and telling stories. Uh, you're training your mind and your body um, how to do that. Uh, and then beyond that, stepping outside of yourself and just experience to find people who, you know, whose opinion or you respect, whether it's teachers uh, or, or friends, if you're collaborating to do projects on your own, um, find people you respect and, and, uh, and get better at it every day. Like, you know, we do the show uh, eight, eight times a week, and, you know, we have just experts dancers and you know expert technicians and all these people are still working on their craft you know they're doing they're taking yoga every day they're working out they're still taking dance class um you know we still do uh readings to keep ourselves fresh and keep our minds alive um you know uh scene work um you know doing little short uh seminars on you know you know shooting movies with our phones all this kind of stuff but just sort of staying active and staying in the work um, and that's pretty much what I would say to do is to just uh, keep doing it and, and, and study so that you can get better at it.
uh, I'll let you go because obviously you got a, a lot of stuff to do. You got a kid, obviously. <laughs> you got a lot of exactly. stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for the interview again. I really appreciate it. You bet. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. Disney's The Lion King will be playing at the Sigurdstrom Center for the Arts from October 6th to November 1st. For more information, go to www.scfta.org or theorangecurtainrev.com.